This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Week 10 props, prize picks, full injury report, updated rankings, and a special little note at the end about same game parlays and how you can actually boost them in your favor by having conflicting props within your same game parlays. I'll do an exercise and walk you through what I mean by that at the end. You can always hit the time codes. If you want the updated rankings, hit the description and get the hyperlinks to all of the lists right away. They're completely updated. And of course, the injury report will change in real time in the Mayo Media newsletter. You can subscribe to that down in the description right now. There'll be a new one going out on Saturday that will get updated all throughout the weekend. You want projections? Run the sims.com slash Mayo to go do that. And if you want a $100 match deposit at prizepix.com, Use code MMN, the link. It's all down in the description, so please go do that now. Let's jump over to the prize picks for week number 10, because I have one I really like, and hopefully we can find winners to go along with it. Last week was not a winning week for me in terms of prize picks, but I'm hoping to get back on the horse this time around. One of my favorite ones of the week, actually my absolute favorite one of the week, Dak Prescott, less than 249.5 passing yards he's started three games this season he's won over this total once that was against the Chicago Bears and it was 250 on the number so he beat it by the hook this time around now if you go and look at props at sports books this number is around 232.5 so we're already getting almost 20 yards of free yardage to take the under on this and I still haven't projected for like 220 something like that so it's one of the heaviest unders of the week uh, I was the first one that I wanted to go to his less than 32 and a half passing attempts it's quite nice as well he hasn't broached I think 27 in any game 29 sorry he's been in the 20s all three of the starts that he's had then you take kind of take a look at what's going on in this game against the Packers yes they're four point favorites on the road expect very cold weather in Green Bay on Sunday and even if Zeke is playing or not playing or he's not 100% they're just going to run the ball down the Packers throats the Packers are absolutely decimated on defense so that's the first one where I want to go now I have two second favorites and I actually played these both as separate entries so one of them is actually sticking in this area and it's daniel jones less than 185.5 passing yards my projections have him around 140 that seems artificially low but he's gone under this number two of the past three games and when you take a look at the texans defense what you'll notice is they're the worst in the league against the run and they're like okay against the pass they're not like a world beating secondary or gets to the pass or a ton but they cannot stop the run. That is what the Giants do best. And unlike most Giants games so far this season, they're favored in this game. They actually expect, now it's not saying for sure that they're going to jump out to a lead and run the ball down the Texans' throats, but unlike most games where they've been four to seven point underdogs and they've had to play catch up most of the game, this game they're actually supposed to be leading, at least per the spread. So a run heavy game script more so than normal, is likely on the table for the Giants this week. So the less than 180.5 passing yards, less than 249.5 passing yards. I've already played it, so I'm not going to put in the other entry. And I'll show you the five-banger in a second. The other one that I like, receiving yards in the Lions-Bears game, Khalif Raymond. Now with Josh Reynolds officially ruled out, obviously TJ Hawkinson no longer on the team. 34.5 is a super low number for a guy who played 95% of the offensive snaps last week for the Lions. Again, 
again, they are in an underdog position. I may disagree with that, but that's what Vegas is telling us right now by three points against the Bears. So expect a lot of passing in this game. And frankly, I mean, Raymond is so fast, although they like to use him on these underneath routes. So it probably takes like four for 40 for him to get there. But he's so fast, one missed tackle, and boom, he's got this all in one pop. So I like both these more than 34 and a half receiving yards for Khalif Raymond, less than 249.5 for Dak Prescott. And I'll show you the five banger that I rigged up this week. And the same game parlay exercise that I'm going to use later on in the show is going to actually have to do with Dak Prescott and this number in particular. So you have Daniel Jones, less than, we got 200 pays 600, Raymond and Prescott, 200 play, pays 600. And I made this one before the Ray or the Reynolds news actually came out. I made this one on Friday afternoon as I was going through everything. There's the Dak Prescott, there's the Daniel Jones. I correlated that with CD Lamb, less than 6.5 receptions. That's going to be important for later. Darius Slayton, less than 9.5 fantasy points. Richie James should be back this week. Kenny Galladay may actually play. So we might not actually get a lot of Darius Slayton. Essentially, you're fading a touchdown uh, in this game against the Texans. And I'm trying to correlate his fantasy score with Daniel Jones's passing yards. Dak and Lamb correlated together. Very easy to do on prize picks, unlike the sports book, as we're going to find out. Then I went Greg Dulwich, uh, more than 39.5 receiving yards. I would switch that out to Raymond as of right now. Or even if you can find a decent Dalton Schultz over, which I do like, despite the under on the Dak Prescott passing yard. So again, that's very important to figure out for later. But more on that in a minute. We need to get to the injury report for the week, starting at running back. Once again, you can find this link down in the description. You can get the newsletter sent directly to you, completely free to go join. And all of the rankings are down in the description right now as well. They'll be updated in real time. Jonathan Taylor, he is back. And Deion Jackson is out. So I'd expect Zach Moss to actually be the primary backup to Jonathan Taylor against the Raiders for the Colts. Uh, Kyron Williams is going to be back for the Los Angeles Rams. He could be the starting running back for the Rams this week. I'm uh, not sure who's playing quarterback for them as of yet, but he might be the starting running back or at least in a split with Daryl Henderson. You might say Malcolm Brown. What about him? Well, he is out with a hamstring injury, so pay attention to that. Elijah Mitchell is activated from injured return or injured reserve. He's activated to return. I don't know at this single moment whether or not he's going to be active for Sunday night football against the Chargers, but he'll be backing up. Christian McCaffrey makes a nice high-end handcuff if he was dropped in any of your leagues. McKissick is going to be out with his neck injury Monday night. Mark Ingram is out out against the Steelers for the Saints. So you're going to have Jordan Howard or Dwayne Washington or whoever backing up Alvin Kamara in that. Don't worry about them. Gus Edwards is on by, so we'll monitor his status coming back. And again, for the Josh Reynolds is out, but so is Craig Reynolds in the backfield for the Detroit Lions. We're going to get Jamal Williams as the starter, DeAndre Swift working his way back in in the Lions backfield. At receiver... Got some uh, more news. KJ Hamler out for the Denver Broncos. Me, Cole, hard man out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Allen and Williams both out for the Chargers, so we're going to get Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter as the two starters, along with Bendy, and obviously Parham is still out, so Gerald Everett against the Niners looks pretty good as well. Russell Gage out for the Munich game. It looks like Julio is going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Josh Reynolds, as mentioned, is out. Chase and Dubs both out for extended periods of time. Hunter Renfro has been placed on injured reserve, so you can boost up Mac Hollins.
Collins in a lot of your rankings, lineups. So you need a plug and play on DraftKings. Doesn't matter where it is. Matt Collins is like a reasonable option here because Waller is out as well. Ashton Doolin and both Traylon Burks are questionable as they have been activated to return from injured reserve. Don't know exactly what they're up to yet. Jahan Dotson will get in more information on Saturday about the Monday night game, but he has been practicing in a limited fashion. We'll see if he's good to go against the Eagles, making the return for the Washington Commanders. Then you have Brennan Cooks and Nico Collins, both questionable for the Houston Texans. If they don't play, both Chris Moore and Alanis Dorsett become decent options on DraftKings, both in the 3,000 dollar range if any of these two play then do not play them Jervis Landry's in for the first time since week four for the Saints Christian Watson in for the Green Bay Packers as in Alan Lazard but he's been taken off of the injury report so great news for Alan Lazard and his shoulder injury tight end and quarterback Jelani Woods is out for the Colts Mo Ali Cox and his ankle injury are questionable so Kyle Granson could be the only tight end they're running out hey the college or the high school teammate of Sam Ellinger David Njoku is out for the Browns so keep bumping up Donovan Peoples-Jones Harrison Bryant gets a look uh, in you know, deeper formats DraftKings punt plays game stacks that kind of thing Cameron Brayton the Munich game is now questionable to play so I bumped down Cade Otten from top 10 to number 16 in the tight end rankings for the week Darren Waller placed on injured reserve so it's the islanded foster moreau it's time let's get in on some foster moreau here see how he does against the colts evan ingram is going to play for the jacksonville jaguars this week josh allen is likely going to be out for the bills that's not a certainty yet but that is the way that it's trending Tannehill, he's still questionable they want to play Tannehill. But is his ankle going to be ready? We'll see. Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford in that same game. Murray seems like far more of a lock to play than Matt Stafford, who's still in concussion protocol right now. If Stafford is out, I would highly recommend that you go and search out some John Walford rushing props. If it's anything in the teens, over that number. He wants to run in his two starts so far. I mean, he got injured in the first run that he tried against the Packers, so he didn't get over on that one. That was very early in the game. And then the playoff game before was against the Seahawks? It was Seahawks, I think. Either way. They played the Cardinals the week before, and he was like 6 for 47 or something like that. Bad offensive line. He's going to be taken off all the time. So if that number is down, bet the over on Walford rushing yards. So let's talk about the same game parlay thing that I was going through. This isn't new. Some people do know this, but others might not actually have a clue what's going on here. So we'll use DraftKings Sportsbook as an example for the same game parlay. And we're going to go to that Dak Prescott prop because we want to try to leverage that to our favor. So Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, and you can take a look at the passing props for the game. And as I mentioned before, you know, 233.5 is the over-under for Dak Prescott passing yards. Again, on prize picks, it's 249. So you're getting a lot of free yardage right there anyway, because this is where the number should be. And this is vigged to minus 115, meaning that you'd have to bet $115 to win 100 on either side of this prop. Now, here's the issue. When you get into a same game parlay, you don't always have the same bounty of options that you would have just playing single props so we're going to go to passing props again and we're going to go to Dak Prescott you can see you can get to 24 plus 120 and if you want like there's the actual prop isn't there so you have to play some sort of scaling range now this is the number that it is on prize picks I really like this number 249.5 minus 145 that's not great betting 145 
dollars to win 100 now i do really like it but i don't want to play that as a single especially with this juice that's why i play the prize picks number on this where there is no juice with any of it but we're gonna for this example we're gonna play this and show you how you can make this a better number than minus 145 so normally what happens in same game parlays is everyone wants to correlate exactly what happens together so you have the under of 249.5 dak prescott passing yards now we'll go to receiving props what's logical for him well cd lamb his biggest receiver under on everything that goes for him you pile those two together and you're going to be good to go in a lot of these circumstances so let's take cd lamb under 69.5 minus 140 so you have a minus 145 and a minus 140 double under correlated together see what that gives us plus 125 as you can see right here so, you know, you bet $100, you win $125 if both of these props hit. And they're both alt lines, so that's really nice. You're getting more uh, on everything. But that, again, remember, it's minus 145 for Dak Prescott passing yards. It is minus 140 for CeeDee Lamb receiving yards under 69 and a half. Now, it's minus 140 times minus 145. Or is it? Because the algorithm on same-gay parlays does not work exactly like a normal parlay calculator would. It takes into consideration that you are having a positive correlation between an under-quarterback and an under-receiver. What you want to do is find a prop on his team you actually like to the over. So, I like Dalton Schultz over receiving yards even with the low passing volume that we've seen from Dak Prescott so far this season he's actually beat this 29 and a half alt number both times at least by 19 yards in both of Dak's starts since he returned from injury but it's juiced more than the CD Lamb under of minus 140 is minus 145 to go to the over of 29 and a half however on the same game parlay since these are two uncorrelated they're anti-correlation stats uh, your minus 145 all of a sudden turns into plus 240 so you win 240 dollars on a 100 dollar wager and these two negative correlation stats can both most definitely happen and then all of a sudden you've just basically doubled your money despite having more vig as a part of your same game parlay so mess around with these if you want to go into it uh, you would think that logically and listen the correlated props actually work out better but it's not twice as likely on something like this so just fool around with some of these negative correlations and you might see a huge boost to everything that's going on in your same game parlay and try to extract a little bit more value rather than eating more juice than you're actually paying all right i'm pat mayo you can follow me at the pme on twitter use runthesims.com slash mayo to get 10 percent off all the props all the tools all the optimizers all completely customizable highly recommend that you do that the newsletter is down in the description as well along with all of the rankings injury reports and the link to prizepicks.com where you can use code mmn to get a 100 deposit match thank you all for watching i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time yeah!